Amen. But uh, we're looking to see what the Bible has to say about that and uh, doing some preaching along those lines, right? And, and most people, if, even if they don't believe on it, they're curious about it, huh? Because you do see it in the Word. So I hope that's okay. We've been talking to you along these lines, and I have some real important things to get to today. And we want to just read first this first verse, 1 Corinthians 12. And you understand that this is God talking to us, right? The word of, you believe the Word of God is inspired. It really is God speaking to you. Amen. Amen. And if you and I receive it as such, uh, the Bible calls it incorruptible seed. Well, what does seed do when it's planted? It brings you a harvest, right? And so if you'd receive this seed of the Word today, it'll work in you. It'll bring forth good things in you. How many believe that? Do you believe that today? In, uh, in the first verse, Paul's writing to the church at Corinth, inspired by the Spirit of God. And he says, now about spiritual gifts. Brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. We'll stop right there. Um, we brought out last time that the word gifts in the Greek is not there. And it's the Greek word pneumatika, and it means this, things pertaining to the Spirit. So to read this literally like it is in the Greek, Paul's saying now, now concerning things that are of the Spirit, that are from the Spirit, I don't want you to be ignorant. Now the word gifts, like I said, isn't there. It was added by the translators. But if you think about it, anything that's of the Spirit and a manifestation of the Spirit is a gift. Amen. In other words, it's valuable, right? It's a good thing. Hallelujah. And regardless of how you say it, and if you don't believe me, go look it up in the Greek, see if you can find a Greek word for gifts. It's not in there. But now, regardless, um, we are not to be ignorant concerning the things of the Spirit of God. But do you realize that the majority of born-again believers are completely ignorant when it comes to the manifestations of the Spirit of God, what we would call the gifts of the Spirit of God? Hmm? And, well, why is that? Well, because these, you know, you don't just get born into life with an instruction manual unless you read this one. And uh, Paul, the, the, the believers at Corinth were ignorant about some of these things, even though they were participating in them and had them. They were ignorant about the use of some of these things until Paul taught it. So Paul taught it, got it straightened out. What do you think the answer for ignorant Christians today would be? Teach on it. Right? Do you know that the Spirit of God is not just a concept, right? He's not a theory. He's not an it. Hmm? He is a divine person. Amen. And He lives in us. And He's in us for a person. And He wants to be working in us all the time and through us. And do you know that the Spirit of God will manifest Himself? And we could, we could very easily say now concerning the manifestations of the Spirit. I don't want you ignorant. Well, how does he manifest himself? Well, you know what? When you're, when you're born again, when you become his child, he'll manifest himself in you with the, what the Bible calls the fruit of the Spirit. How many remember Galatians 5, the 22nd verse? Now the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. You remember that? Peace, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, long-suffering, meekness, temperance, all those things. The fruit of the Spirit. He'll manifest that in you. Amen. Well, when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God comes upon you, He'll manifest what we call the gifts of the Spirit. 
I'm getting so many blank looks, I'd like you to look down then. <laughs> verse, uh, verse 8 says, lists these nine manifestations of the Spirit. In other words, nine ways that the Spirit of God will work through you. There's manifestations that He wants to manifest in you. That's the fruit of the Spirit. Then there's things He wants to do through you. That's the, these gifts of the Spirit. Uh, verse 8 says, To one there's given through the Spirit the message of wisdom, or the word of wisdom. To another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healings by that one Spirit. To another miracles. To another prophecy. Distinguish, uh, discerning of spirits or distinguishing between spirits. Speaking in different kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues. That's the stuff that Paul's saying I don't want you ignorant about. How do you know any subject in which there is more ignorance amongst Christians than these things? I mean, they name them all different things than what the Bible says. They define them completely differently than what the Bible does. But how many know that one common thing about all these is that they are a manifestation of the Spirit and they are all supernatural? Now, one of these th things is tongues. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Oh, good, good. We, we're, we're in agreement so far. And um, now, you'll see if we go on reading later, as we did last week, and we can't review too much, but we, we noticed that what Paul does in these chapters, chapter 12, 13, chapter 14, is he explains uh, a difference here between something that's a blessing to you in your personal life and then something that happens in a public setting in a worship setting. And he said, guys, you're doing good with the gift, but here's the problem. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing privately, publicly, all the time, and what you're supposed to be doing publicly, you're not getting done. If you Get the tape from last week if you weren't here for that, okay? Because we talked about that extensively. Are you in, uh, you're still there, right? Verse, if you go to chapter 14 now, and verse 5, and this is, this is the other part of, our text that we've taken, verse 5, Paul's writing and he says this, I would like every one of you to speak in tongues. Is that clear? How many of us does God, want, does Paul, did Paul say should speak in tongues? We brought out this fact. Many people don't believe that, that, that that's possible. Now, most people, if they kept on reading the verse, would say, Pastor, you stopped too short. He says, I'd rather you prophesy. Well, understand this, that Paul, was, when he said that, he's talking about the context of a public worship setting. And in that context, how many know I could speak in tongues to you the whole service right now? What would you get out of it? Not as much as if I speak by the anointing of the Spirit of God in a language you can understand. Would you agree with that? Amen. And so Paul, that's when Paul said, I'd rather you prophesy. And here again, I'm, I'm reviewing, I'm preaching last week's message because we talked about this. This is the key to understanding this passage. In fact, it's a phrase called in the church. In the church, do it this way. In the church, you see it six or seven times throughout this passage. Paul's saying, do this in the church. But now in writing this, we get a whole lot of information about tongues otherwise. Now, I want you to look down to verse um, 18. 
Verse 18, Paul said, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Now, would you answer this question for me, brothers and sisters? Who was Paul writing this to? Hmm? Who's this letter written to? The church. Not the pastor. Right? He didn't address this to the, the ministry staff at Corinth, did he? Did he address it to one of the small groups at Corinth? No, this was, lit, this was written to the whole bunch, the whole mess of them, right? Corinth was a big church. Paul said, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Well, the question is, when did he do that? If he's telling them, when you come together, just two or three. Hmm? Well, it must have been some other time than when they were meeting publicly, right? But then it brings out this fact. You know, I'm not going to say that maybe Paul exaggerated a little bit. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't actually ask everybody for their tongues timesheet and say, uh, how much did you log in today? And he got it all together. He added it up. And he figured, look, whoo, look at this. I beat the whole bunch of them. What a prayer life I have. No, I, he didn't. Maybe he didn't pray in tongues more than all of them. But let me let me say this. Maybe they weren't praying in tongues when they should have been. They were just coming to do it in front of see what I can do. <laughs> they were getting together, speaking in tongues. But when are you supposed to? Oh, you're supposed to be speaking in tongues. And if Paul did it, you know, more than all of them, he probably woke up. Talking in tongues? Huh? He probably went to bed talking in tongues and a bunch during the day. This is interesting anyhow, isn't it? So uh, let me go on today if I can and talk about some of the workings of tongues. I started to say a little bit ago that, that because of what Paul wrote here, uh, we understand some things. Uh, tongues can be different in their purpose and in their use. In other words, uh, tongues in a service has a different purpose than you praying at home. Agree? But so Paul was emphasizing this is what you do for a public worship setting. But in doing so, he explained to us a whole lot about how it works for you and I at home. Amen. And of course, you know, for the sake of those that weren't here, we did bring out the fact that there are times during a worship setting where everybody could lift their voice and speak in tongues. Amen. It's not that you're not supposed to do it. You are. But Paul said this is how. OK, um, so tongues works the same way publicly that it does privately, but it's a different purpose. Everybody say amen if you can. Let me talk to you about what goes on when we speak in tongues. And if you look at the second verse, 1 Corinthians 14. Now, in order to begin speaking in tongues, what do you have to understand about it? You don't have to understand anything to start. Hmm? Paul didn't. People in the upper room didn't. You have to receive. Amen. But then there are things that would help you and I to know. Now, verse 2 says, Anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to whom? 
but to God. Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries with his what? With his spirit. He says, if you speak in a tongue, you're not talking to men, but to God. No one understands him, but he utters mysteries with his spirit. Now, down in the 14th or 15th verse, look at verse 14. Paul said, if I pray in a tongue, my what? My spirit prays. So what goes on? What's happening when you're talking in tongues? Are you just babbling like a fool? Some folk think you are. You know, I get a kick out of, uh, I started out going to a particular church, well, Southern Baptist Church down in Florida when I got saved. And uh, I had a good friend there, taught Sunday school. And, and in the process of time, that church had kind of split, lost its pastors and all that. And people went all different ways. Sad thing. We don't do those. That, uh, we don't do splits here, right? Amen. No, no. And so, but this one particular individual who I was friends with, every once in a while in visiting churches, he'd slip over to the Assemblies of God church. And he said, I don't understand it. Every time I go there, they're, spe- they're preaching on Acts 2.4. Now, if you don't know what Acts 2.4 is, you won't understand that. How many know what Acts 2.4 says? It says, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak with other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave utterance. He said, that's all they ever preach on. And I think by this time, by the time he told me that, I had, uh, I had been filled with the Spirit and uh, learned just a couple things anyhow. And I realized... No, it could be because that's what you need, and God sends you there to hear what you need that day. Amen. And so folk that, uh, folk that are kind of on the outside of what we're talking about, they probably think this is all we talk about ever. Huh? But when in reality, so many churches uh, don't talk about it enough, and so we don't want to be guilty of that. When we speak in tongues, when we pray in tongues, our spirit... Praise. Do you know, brothers and sisters, that you are a spirit being? You're in a class of being called spirit. You are not, I repeat, you are not a mammal. (laughs) I mean, you read books and they say, well, humans like other mammals. Well, maybe from the outside you're in that class. But people think, yeah, I'm just a mammal. And they act like it. Amen. The word animal is derived from the word mammal. Amen. You at your core, the, the, the real you, the person that you are, is not primarily a mammal. huh? You are a spirit being in the same way that God is a spirit being. You are in His class on the inside if you've been born again. Act like it. Amen. Act like that. Amen. A mammal. <laughs> Me and whales and dogs, we're all just one and the same. No, 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 no. You're selling yourself short. And so you are a spirit being. You have what's called a soul and you live in a body. That's what you have in common with other animals. They have bodies. Hmm? You are a spirit being, though. You've been made on the inside, created in the likeness and in the image of God Almighty. Hold your head up high, 
walk tall because you are a child of God Almighty. Now, to contact God, who is a spirit, we need to contact Him, not physically, hmm? not mentally. The Bible doesn't say God's a mind, does it? He's not one big mind. He's not a big computer. God is a spirit. And if you want to contact God, you do it with your spirit. You do it spiritually. That's why we're talking about in the offering with your heart. Your heart, the heart of man is synonymous with the spirit of man. And besides that, it means the same thing. That was a joke. Some of you will get it later. I was, <laughs> I was in a place once and somebody was going over a list of announcements they were going to make in, in the church service. True story. And the one guy said, well, that's redundant. And the other pastor said, yeah, and it's repetitive too. It, and, and I laughed. I thought it was funny. Your spirit contacts God. Well, when you speak from your spirit, your heart is giving complete expression to your prayers. Your mind might may be out of the loop, but God's not a mind. How many know one of the best things you could do sometimes in prayer is shut your mind up and off? Hmm? Has anybody found out that your mind does not possess all knowledge? How many would testify that you've needed answers to something and you've looked in that great filing cabinet called your brain and you went through it once and you went through it twice and you kept looking and you kept looking and you kept looking. And when is it going to occur to you that it's not there? The answer that you're looking for, if it's not in your head and readily available, it's probably not in your head. But how many know that your heart knows more than your head? Especially if you've educated your spirit. How do you do that? You feed your spirit on the Word of God. You give it the opportunity to grow. And you pray in the spirit. Your mind and my mind can be very easily swayed and tainted by this world. There is a way to pray. Amen. So what we're talking about, what goes on when we speak in tongues? Your spirit prays, the word says. Well, let's look at a verse in Romans 8, if we could. Romans 8. Is this all right today? You're doing well? I have, I have to give to you some benefits to speaking with tongues that you're really going to like. I don't know if I'll get to it today, but we'll get to it shortly. You know, I did. I remember um, when I received the experience, the, what we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit, when I first spoke in other tongues. And uh, I think like I might have told you before, it's a miracle. If I've got filled, anybody can get filled. Because I, I didn't have good instruction. I had actually error being taught to me. And it's amazing that I got filled in spite of it. Amen. And uh, I like to say it this way. I had a very bumpy landing into the experience of being filled with the Spirit and speaking with other tongues. Uh, I mean, so I, I'll never forget the first time I spoke in tongues. It was on Chestnut Street, city of Rochester, New York right above Pooch's Pub and Alvin Ord's Sandwich Shop. 
Now, that's because I was up there because that's where I lived. That was my apartment, right next to the Cadillac Hotel. <laughs> Amen. Well, what a place to live. Hallelujah. Um, but you can get filled with the Spirit above Pooch's Pub, <laughs> next to the Cadillac Hotel. And I had been at a meeting that night, uh, and somebody was teaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and they, they taught you how to receive. And I'm thinking, well, I have been very well taught that this is not necessary, and this is something that some people have because they're just a little emotionally unbalanced and need this kind of thing. But this is just not for everyone, you know. So that's what I've been taught, and I was sticking to my position during this whole message, you know. And, and because, see, I'm not open to it, I'm not really receiving. Amen. Yeah. yeah, go ahead, go along with your cute teaching. Yeah, don't go into ministry without it. Yeah, really. Well, I've been in ministry and I'm doing just fine without it. So I thought. It's amazing where pride will take you, huh? And so uh, I'm there and, and towards the end of the night, well, he, he prays. He, he says, well, if anybody would like to receive this experience, why don't we go in another room? We'll, we'll pray with you. And five or six, or however many of them, lifted their hands, said they wanted to go. And they said, the rest of us will sit here and just worship God. And I'm thinking, boy, they got suckered in, didn't they? Those people going in the other room to receive, to receive what? And so I'm sitting there and we're supposed to be worshiping God. I couldn't sing a note. The Spirit of God got on me so strong. He was dealing with me and he wasn't, he wasn't coddling me and saying, that's okay, Joel, next time. That's okay. The Spirit of God was on me and he was dealing with me. You need this. You know you need this. And you need to stop your pride. Yeah. Open your heart. And so every, we're supposed to be rejoicing. Everybody's Because everybody in this room supposedly is filled with the Spirit. The ones that were getting filled are gone. And, and here am I. Sticking to my position. Miserable. Everyone else looks like they're aglow with the glory of God. Singing, worshiping, some of them were crying. Oh, Father, we worship you. And I'm, I'm sitting there like some people that come to church, moving my mouth to the words. Our God reigns, our God reigns. And inside me there is a war going on. I'm fighting with God. You know, God will uphold his word, man. And if the word goes out, he expects everybody there to respond to it. He's ready to back it up. And especially folk that ought to know better. I mean, I had been, I, you know, I grew up Jewish, but I got saved uh, probably four or five years prior to that time. And I had been used in ministry. I'd done some teaching already. Not, you know, not too much. And thank God, because <laughs> I didn't know too much. But, uh, but anyhow, I mean, I, I knew enough to know that I ought to at least be open. I'll never forget my two friends, Lisa and Rock. They were a trip. And they were my college friends. I was down in college in, in Miami at the University of Miami. And uh, they were both filled with the Holy Spirit. I was not. And all they wanted to talk about was tongues when they were around me. But, I, but to have some fellowship around people who were actually alive to God and on fire for God, I hung around them. And so one night they convinced me to go hear a man in a tent named R.W. Shambach. How many have ever heard of R.W. Shambach? Well, I, I didn't know what to expect, but if he was a good preacher, I was cool. I loved, man, I, I would listen to Jimmy Swaggart on TV. How many know he could preach? Yeah. Amen. And I didn't agree with the tongue stuff he talked about, but I'd sit there and watch him preach the power down. Yeah. 
Amen. I love the Word of God. I just didn't believe in any of that babbling garbage. So, <clears throat> so they got me to go in this meeting, and uh, I enjoyed the meeting thoroughly until R.W. Shambach said this horrible statement. He said, I believe every Baptist ought to speak in tongues. I was Baptist. I got thoroughly offended by that statement. And so that helped me. I said, I'm going to stick to my position. That's not for us. That's not for today. Well, finally, back to this meeting. I'm sitting there and uh, the Lord dealt with me and I, ha I realized, okay, this is God. And I'm going to either have to lie and say it's not God and get further from Him than I've ever been or I'm going to have to do some repenting right here and right now. Well, about that time, and I, you know, everyone's singing around me. I'm just, this is all happening on the inside of me. Nobody knew, I don't think. And about, about that time, here comes the whole crew from the other room. Oh, aren't they happy and smiling? They're filled. They're thrilled. They just got filled. And uh, so they all got back in the meeting. Now everybody's got a big smile on their face except me. <laughs> and the guy goes to dismiss the meeting. I said, wait, wait. I just blurted out. I couldn't keep it in any longer. I said, I was supposed to go in the other room too, and I didn't go in the other room. Can I have another chance? <laughs> and he said, yeah. And I don't know why I said it. I guess I was always, I, I was always uh, talking to other people about the Lord. I was, uh, I was doing my best to be a soul winner. I, I said, anybody else need to come with me? And these two other girls that I knew should have gone also. <laughs> See, and I knew they should have gone the first time. I'm like, what's wrong with y'all? <laughs> So us three went in. Well, I got in the room, and the guy said, well, now we're going to just do what the Bible says. Well, that's a, that sounds good. The Bible says in Luke, you know, uh, what may, if you ask the, uh, your father if, uh, for the Spirit of God, he won't give you a bad gift. He won't give you a bad spirit, right? I just paraphrased it. And he said, and you may speak with tongues. You may not speak with tongues. Well, that was, uh, he didn't give me a verse for that. But right away, the enemy said, well, you won't. And I didn't. And uh, I don't know. I, I left unsatisfied. I'm like, well, that was it? I had a picture of what this experience was going to be like. I thought about it for a long time. I was ready for a light from heaven. Something was going to hit me on the head, go through me like electricity, and some force was going to take hold of my vocal organs and completely apart from my control, begin to speak wonderful mysteries. And all I did was say, Father, thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. I receive it now. Amen. And I stopped and waited. And the enemy was right there to say, see, no, you're one of those who doesn't. See, remember he said, some people do, some people don't. You never can tell. Well, the man's message was pretty good up until that point. And so I got home to my apartment, finally. You remember my apartment? 
Chestnut Street, above Pooch's Pub, next to the Cadillac Hotel? It's still there, by the way. Pooch's Pub's gone. The Cadillac Hotel's still there. Amen. If you get out of jail in Rochester, they give you a night at the Cadillac Hotel and a bus ticket out of town. Amen. It was really rough, but that's where I lived. So I get back there. I'm in my little efficiency. And uh, I'm on the floor just worshiping God. That was new for me. And every time I'm, I'm just praying, I got my, got my head, you know, down on the carpet and I'm just praying to the Lord, kneeling there on the floor. And I mean, I, every time I pray, it was like it was all I could do to keep from speaking in this unknown language. And every time it happened, I stopped. I said, oh, no, 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 no. Can't do that. That would be me. That was me that wanted to do that. And then finally, we're praying. I'm praying, just sitting there all by myself on the floor. Finally, out of my mouth comes some strange words. And I repented. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. That was me. That's not right. Forgive me. And that was the extent of the experience. I quit not long after that. And I had, I had zero understanding. Because I'm saying, no, I won't have anything imitation. I won't have anything fake. See, at least my heart was good enough to know that. And to, to the best of my understanding, which was totally unscriptural, I thought that it was God who's going to take over. Not me speaking nothing. You know, kind of like you, like you swallow a radio or something like that. And, and it, just, it just starts playing. And that's what I figured it was. And anything else to me was, was irreverent, was an imitation, and I didn't want that. So I repented. I said, Lord, forgive me for doing that. I couldn't hardly keep. I had to stop praying because every time I started, I'd, I'd almost I'd get over to where these words were kind of, were kind of come out. Well, how come? Because I had received. My heart got open. And, and much to my surprise, God had answered. Now this, we're not, we're not even anywhere in the vicinity of what I was preaching on, but that's okay. Um, this brings up a point. How come uh, some people, uh, let me ask it this way. Who's supposed to speak in tongues? Paul said, I'd like all of you. Does everybody speak in tongues? Not by a long shot. How come? Well, one reason is because they're not open. Main reason. If you're not open to the things of God, you will never receive it. It wasn't until after I got over the R.W. Schambach thing and finally got open, repenting right there, I finally got open. And guess what happened when I got open? God was right there interested in getting it to me. A little blip on the radar came. Blip, blip. Finally, he's open. It's that way with healing. Do you know that? You could be sick and afflicted all your life. And as long as you're not open to hearing what the word of God says about healing, you will not be miraculously healed. Huh? Want to know how I know this too? Guess what else I was against? Yeah, till I got real sick. And it's amazing how that could open you up. Found out about healing, got healed. Got open to the baptism of the Holy Spirit, got filled. I started to think, I wonder what the Bible says about money. Because <laughs> I knew I was against any prosperity teaching too. Amen. Well, got willing and obedient. Got blessed. <laughs> Amen. And so 
so why doesn't everybody speak in tongues? Well, big reasons they're not open, but then other reasons, the same reason I didn't that night. Once I got open, I even prayed to receive. Well, you find out that it's not complicated. There's only two reasons why somebody who prayed to receive wouldn't receive. I found out that one reason was this, and it's almost a sin to say it in churches, but I say it anyhow, a lack of faith. What do you mean by that? You asked for it. Did you believe God heard you? Do you believe He gave you what He asked you? If you believe that He gave you what you asked for, then you got it. You're happy. Most people are going to wait. Most people will believe they have it when they start speaking. That's not faith. And so if you don't believe God heard you, if you don't believe God answered you, what's the problem? A lack of faith. You don't believe that when you prayed, God gave it to you. You asked Him for it. Have I lost you? You okay? So a lack of faith. Big reason. Because people are geared naturally and normally. They want to see it, hear it, taste it, and smell it first before they're going to believe it. Amen. You didn't get saved that way though. Amen. You had to believe that God answered you when you called on Him. And it wasn't too long until you felt it. Well, so a lack of faith. But then, there, then I found out there's this other reason. And this was mine. Now, finally, see, I, be, I believe God answered me, I guess. But see, I wouldn't yield to the Spirit of God when He came on me. I kept swallowing the experience. You know what I mean by swallowing it? I, it was I wanted to speak in this. I wanted something wanted to come out when I prayed. And all I knew how to do was shut it up and swallow it. I wasn't yielding. I guess my problem was both of them, huh? <laughs> I, didn't believe, I didn't believe necessarily that I was going to speak in tongues. Because what, what did I hear? You may, you may not. What does the Bible say? They were all filled. They all spoke. Every one of them spoke. Every one of them was filled. Huh? What if I'd been told that? Come on, y'all, don't look so religious. I'd have a much, you'd have a much better chance, right? you do much better. No, so I, you know, that was my, it, could it be anything else but those two things? So either you didn't believe that God answered you, or you didn't yield to the Spirit of God when He was upon you. In other words, you didn't speak when He prompted you. That was me in the apartment. He was prompting me. He gave me the utterance. The words were coming up. All I had to do was give voice to what was coming up, and I wouldn't do it. I said, mm-mm, mm-mm, I won't, mm-mm. That's, it's got to be God, mm-mm. So why, why don't everybody speak? Why do Christians have problems with it? Either they didn't believe the Spirit of God came on them. This is good today, by the way. Or... They didn't yield to him. They, they might have thought, like I did, he's going to do the speaking. I want you to turn to Acts 2-4 before we're dismissed today.
I've kind of gone off a different direction than I'd planned to. And uh, I don't believe it's by an accident necessarily. I believe we're led to go this way today. Now, Acts 2.4, this, this is the passage that my friend thought the Pentecostal church always preached every Sunday, and that's all they ever did. Because <laughs> every time he'd come, that's what they talk about. Then he wouldn't go again for many months, and he'd come back. Guess what they preached on? Huh? The thing he needed. You ever experienced that? You, you, you go to a place, you, and it seems like the pastor was, at, was looking in your mailbox. Huh? He read your mail, and he, just gave, he worked up a sermon just for your situation. Well, when the day of Pentecost came, verse 1, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven, filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated, came to rest on each of them. Now look at verse 4. It says what? All of them. All of them. They were all. Everybody say all. 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 Say it again. All. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began. Who began? The all that we just, could we say? They all began. Now, to say that they were all filled and two of them began to speak with tongues would be adding something to the Bible that is absolutely not there. Huh? They all were filled and they all began to speak with tongues. And it never says anything about them stopping. They were all filled. They all began to speak as the Spirit did what? Forced them. Huh? What's it say? As the Spirit took over their vocal organs. Prompted them. Helped them. Who did the speaking? All of them were filled. And them, they began. They spoke. They did the speaking. So, you know, that night, forgive me, I'm taking a couple extra minutes. Are you okay? I'll dismiss shortly. All right. Uh, that night on the floor of the carpet, you remember where I was? Above Pooch's Pub, next to Alvin Ord's? Okay, you remember. So that night, <clears throat> next to the Cadillac Hotel, <laughs> I was down there. The Spirit was prompting me, but I thought the Spirit of God spoke with tongues. I didn't think they spoke with tongues. I hadn't read this verse carefully. But who does it say they were filled and they spoke? So I was scriptural when that tongue slipped out. When I was praying in Akalatina Masoka. That was it. That was it. Now, that was supernatural, but it wasn't as spectacular as I thought it was going to be. In my, in my years traveling with Brother Hagen, I remember him saying this all the time. People look for the spectacular and miss the supernatural. Can you see how that's probably? I'm looking for the light. I'm looking for something that I can physically feel to boom, hit me, uh, go through me. And something to take over my tongue. And that would be spectacular. But I had the supernatural all the time. And because I thought the Holy Spirit spoke with tongues, not me. He doesn't speak with tongues. He doesn't need to. He's in perfect communion and contact with God. We do it. We do it. 
Now, stand up with me, everybody, if you would. Hallelujah. I know I've gone on a little bit today. Do you have the victory? Now, if you're here and you've never been filled with the Spirit, if you've never spoken with tongues and you may have said, well, I've prayed, but nothing happened, what do we know that is? That's a lack of faith to say nothing happened. That's saying I prayed, God didn't answer. Or you might say, well, I asked for it and it seemed like, it seemed like uh, the power of God was on me, but I never did speak. Then what do we know is the problem? You, you didn't yield to it. You didn't act. You didn't speak. And so if that's your situation today, either of those, or, or you might say, I've never asked for nothing, I'm just, but I'm ready. Um, lift your hand up right now if you want. Okay. Okay. Anybody else? Yeah. Yeah, you'll be filled today. Anybody else? Lift your hand up. Okay, uh, brother. Yeah, sister. You never spoke with tongues before. You, don't, you come on down. We're all gonna, we'll all get filled together. Amen. This will be good, and we'll all help you. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Where you been, man? Missed you. Missed you. Hallelujah. Now, we're going we're gonna to all help. I'm going to give you the verse that they gave me, okay? The one that I barely, it's amazing that I got filled off of. In Luke 11, I'm going to know there's enough power in any scripture. Now, it says in verse 11, Luke 11, 11, Which of you fathers, if your son asks for fish, will give him a snake? Well, nobody. Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. Nobody. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So it's scriptural just to ask for the experience. And the Bible says when you pray, believe that you receive. And what will happen? Well, maybe you speak with tongues, maybe you won't. No, that's not right. You'll get, God will answer you. He said He'd give you. Right? Come on up, join us. You look like you're not sure if you want to be here or not. Come on, well, I'll give you some space there. You're, you're holding the chair, aren't you? Gotcha. Hallelujah. Well, let's ask, and let's all of us ask with these. All right, so we'll all do it together as a congregation. Pray this with me. Heavenly Father. Thank you so much that I'm your child. I have been born again. And the Spirit of God lives in me. Thank you for that. Father, I see also that there's another experience of the Spirit coming upon me. The baptism in the Holy Spirit. I desire that, Father. I ask you. Right now, fill me to overflowing with your Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, everybody, begin in Jesus' name to speak. Speak. Now, you, no, not out of your head. You speak right out of your heart. Now, in Jesus' name, be filled. Ha, ha, ha. Speak, 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 speak. speak. Out loud, son, speak. 
Now, let's hang on a second. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, let me explain this. Did you receive? Did you receive? Well, I don't know if I did or not. Well, how would you know? Well, if I spoke with tongues, I guess I received. If I didn't, I guess I didn't. No, that's not faith. That's not faith. You asked, did God answer when he said he would? Are you convinced? How many convinced that when you prayed, God answered? You convinced? You convinced God answered you? <laughs> You're honest. That's all right. God, God answered you when you prayed. I'm going to read you a verse. It's the same one we just read. Now listen to it. Listen to it. If you then, though you're evil or natural, know how to give, your, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Did we ask? Yes. Congregation, did we ask? Yes. Did God answer? Yes. How do you know He answered? Because He said, He'd answer when we call. Now, this is important. How do you know God answered? Because you feel like it. No, you could feel dry as toast. I want to ask you again. Did God answer you when you prayed? How do you know he answered you? Because he said, how much more? He said in other places, ask and you shall receive. Hmm? He said in 1 John 5, if anyone asks anything according to his will, God hears them and you know that you have the answer. Amen. Amen. So now, did God answer when we prayed? Yes. Did God answer when we prayed? Yes. Did God answer you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. Did God answer you? How do you know? Because the word says so. The, the, look, if the word would fail, then God would fail. If God would fail, we better turn this into something other than a church. Did God answer? Then the Spirit's upon you. Did God answer? Then the Spirit of God's upon you. But I don't feel, you don't have to feel. Did God answer you? The Spirit of God is upon you, ma'am. Did God answer you? The Spirit of God is on you. Now, did you yield? Did you yield? You see how it's only one of these two things? I'm not trying to make you guinea pigs. You understand. You, you're, we're all receivers. We all received. We're all speakers. Well, how do you yield? From your heart. Now, the, now everybody, we're going to do this one more time. Amen. We're not asking again. We don't have to ask again. He, the Spirit of God is upon each one of these. Hallelujah. So, it's, so we know that. We got the faith part done. What's the other part? They were all filled and they began to speak. Can I ask you a question? Is it possible to speak without moving your lips or your tongue? What do you have to do to speak? 
You have to t open your mouth. And what am I going to say? I don't know. You take a step and there's the utterance. You see that? It's so easy. Very, very easy. Anybody can receive. So easy. What do you have to do? You, we believe God's on us. We believe the Spirit of God's on us. But they were all filled and they began to speak. What am I going to say? I don't know. But your mind, you tell your mind to shut up. Everybody say, shut up, mind. You're not involved here. We'll get back to you later. Now, in Jesus' name, speak. From your heart, speak. Now, I'm going to ask you again. Can you speak without moving your lips? Can you speak without moving your tongue? All right. Hallelujah. You got to speak. Now, let's all speak once again, okay? And, and Paul said, I will speak with my understanding. I will speak in an unknown tongue. So we do it anytime we will. You ready? You ready? Let's speak in Jesus' name. Put your hands up. Close your eyes. Forget about everybody else. You speak out loud. Make some noise. Yeah, that's it. Speak, sister. Hallelujah. 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 Now, I want everybody to confess this, and I want you four to confess this too, okay? Look at me now. Say, I received. I, received. I, can, I can speak with tongues, speak with tongues. Anytime, I want. anytime I want. Now, the devil will tell you you can't. He's a liar. Paul said, I want all of you to. That means you can. Amen. Say it again. I can, I can. And I'm filled. And, I'm filled. and I do. Say it again. I can. I can. I'm filled. I'm filled. I, do. I do. I've received. I've received. You may be seated. And if you need, if you need uh, us to pray with you more later, we'll do that after we're dismissed. You come see us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Well, we want to dismiss you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I believe we want the right direction today. You mean you can be filled anytime you want, anytime you ask? Yeah. Let me, let me go over this one more time. When we prayed and asked God for the gift of being filled with the Spirit, did He hear us? Yes. Did He hear you? Yes. Huh? Yes. Did He answer you? Yes. Why do you why, how do you know He answered? Because the word said he would, and God's the God of his word. Amen. Then did you yield? Did you speak? How do you do? Is it that simple? You mean you just step out and speak? What if it comes out weird? What if it doesn't sound right? What if, what if, what if? Well, like the Bible says, we walk by what ifs, not by sight. No, we walk by what? Faith. Faith. Amen. 
You can leave here. You can get in your car. Speak with tongues all the way home. Every time the devil says you can't, you say, I sure can. Hallelujah. Glory.